0: We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibado, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through his word, he expresses his plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message.
1: Hey, we're, we're going to read a scripture this morning, Psalm 32 and verse 8. If you have a Bible, please pick it up while you stand, or... Otherwise, it's going to be on the screen. And we're just going to read one verse to set a tone for what I want to speak to you about. And then Um, we're going to pray. Psalm 32 and the 8th verse. Um, God speaking says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. says, I will guide you with my eye. I'll read that one more time. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. All right, why don't you just hold out your hands and let's ask God to speak to us this morning. Father, thank you so much that we can gather and be together in your name this morning and thank you for what you're already doing in service. Thank you for worship. Thank you for the joy of being together and thank you because you have a word for us this morning. I pray God you're going to make it so simple that we would understand but let it be so profound that it'll make a mark in our lives forever. Give us a word right in season God that we can build our Monday upon we're so grateful for it we love you thank you for the privilege of church and our family thank you for a great weekend thank you for Liverpool's win yesterday and that Liverpool would win the league and we're just so grateful and we don't care about mine but we give you the glory in Jesus name everybody said amen 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 Amen. 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 let me thank the team and um, and um, tell somebody two people tell them God's going to speak to you to you to you and then I think you can be seated this morning Excuse me, yeah. Right, I, I have something to share with you, real simple this morning, that I'm really trusting the Lord is going to make real. And I call my message today, The Open Secrets of God's Will. The, the Open Secrets of God's Will. Um, real simple message, honestly, um, um, more simple than you would even think. Um, but I just really think that we really need to know God's will. Psalm 32, which we read, God is saying, look, my desire is that I want to lead you. I want to instruct you. I want to lead you in the way that you should go. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to have that kind of life that um, I can say that as a Christian, I'm living in the will of God. And um, so there's just a couple of real simple things I'm going to share with you this morning. Um, I'm basically going to give you maybe four points and then a bonus point. Um, you know, I don't know why she didn't just say three points, but two and a bonus. Yes, yeah, so I just gave four and a bonus. Um, and all of that. So, so you know, like people have—I don't know if you come across people that have like trademark replies for, 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 for like when you thank them or stuff like that. So you're like, um, "Auntie, thank you for." You know the stuff and she's like oh thank god you know and thank you for coming thank god and say thank you but thank god you know stuff like that um the other one some people have is like you're like thank you for and they're like don't mention you know thank you for yeah don't mention you know and it's almost like program before you guys don't mention so we we had like this uncle when i was growing up and his trademark reply was you're like thank you for and he's like it's nothing so (laughs) And we really like, kind of liked it, so we would, we would be so grateful. Like, we're like, I mean, at some point, we actually just literally one by one come out, like me and my naughty brother, were were like, okay, thank you for the other day, you came, it's nothing. Thank you for, it's nothing, it's nothing, you know, and all of that. And, I, you know, I was just thinking about it, because what I want to speak on today about this thing of God's will is that many times Christians, we make it like a very big deal, and it's really huge to us, and it's like this massive thing we're trying to figure out, but I'm hoping today that we can simplify it, this whole thing of God's will, into like a it's nothing, you know. Um, like it's that basic, it's like straightforward, it's it's clear, it's simple. Um, and, and really it doesn't matter where you are on your journey, whether you're a Christian, you've been walking with God for many years, I hope you'll hear something that'll really help you today. And if you're just trying to figure out faith, if you're just trying to figure out, you know, being a follower of Jesus whether you've just started and all of that, um, I'm going to share some things that I think are very foundational. So, um, last week my wife preached this amazing message, this amazing thoughts, just, um, just about the learning curve. Yeah, it was that good. It was really that good. Just about the learning curve and just talking about God being our shepherd and how we can be following and, you know, living our lives in that it was real simple, but massively profound. And if you haven't listened to it 10 times, I don't know why, like it was just that kind of thought. Um, And what I want to do today is I want to kind of maybe build on that thought. So um, my wife and I, our anniversaries are kind of like, um, so she was telling you last week about how it was her um, 15th year anniversary of of walking with, of saying yes to Jesus. My anniversary is next week Sunday. That's like my 19th, 19th, 19th year of, um, yeah, August 22nd, 2002. I had to like do the maths, Yeah. And I got it. That's good news. So um, wasn't that easy? yeah? So like nineteen years and all of that. But somehow your heart just comes around this thing of what a journey with Jesus is like. And I want to talk to you today about what I'm just going to call the open secrets of God's will. Like it's it's open secrets. It's there. Um, and I, I really think something today will help you. So a, a, a few weeks ago was my daughter's um, fifth birthday, and um, you know it was a big deal to her and, and all of that. So um when she was i think it was two or three she got a bicycle but she had kind of outgrown it um and so she had been asking for a new one um praying for a new one christian parents just tell kids to pray for what you can't afford so she had been praying for it and trusting god and all of that and praying and so my daughter has been praying for many things just to, to throw that in many things like I don't want to give you her prayer list, but like many things, because I'm just like, pray about it, you know. So she's praying, and and God actually does answer prayers. So um, we just, maybe a week or so after her birthday, we went visiting my parents, and um, we got there, and my mom came out, welcomed us and all of that, and my mom was just really excited about us coming and all. I thought it was just normal, but she began leading us in, and there was like this excitement, you know, when you set up a moment and all of that, and so my mom led us into the living room, and... um, so she joyfully led us in, there it was, um, the surprise, um, you know, so news headline, grandparents do for grandchildren what they never did for children, let's just, let's just register that, like what they never ever did for children, they just do for grandchildren, you know, stuff like that, it's okay. Um, so there it is, the surprise, um, you know, but, but here's the deal, so um, I respect my mom a lot. I do have very deep respect for her. Mom, I love you. I really love you. If you're ever listening to this, I really, really love you and regard you and respect you. She's a great woman. Um, she's well-educated. She has many degrees. She has, um, she has, like, double master's, a PhD. Is it two masters or maybe even more? Diplomat here. There are, like, many degrees and all of that. She's intelligent. She's well-educated. But... So the boat is a bit fishy, but, but, you see, and you probably know where I'm going. Like, so, yeah, you got a bicycle, you wrapped it. <laughs> like, surprise, guess what's wrapped. <laughs> and, um, and so, so we walked in there like, wow, surprise. Can it be a horse? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm like, wow, you know, and all of that. But she wrapped a bicycle, you know. i would read of people doing that, but I just didn't think it would happen in my own family. <laughs> you wrapped a bicycle. Like, of course I know what that. Like, of course, like, uh-uh. Okay, no, it's a gun. <laughs> you know, of course, of course. Um, but as I think about that, I'm really thinking about situations where you're in, like, and of course I know what that is. Of course I know. Like, it's obvious. Um... Like, what's the surprise there? What what exactly about this is surprise? Okay, Liverpool wins the league. Uh You know, like, obvious. Arsenal is relegated. Yes. Like, like obvious. Like, we know that. Like, what exactly is the surprise? Or, Or you want to buy stuff and, you know, the seller was... Really nice. She's not normally nice. He's not normally like that. He was just so nice, so so nice. Was even offering to carry things. Insisted on carrying your stuff into the car for you. Put it in your boots. and was just so nice. Then you got home and saw you had been scammed. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Like, there's this one that you know really trips me in my day and age. You know, this guy and lady have been dating for like three thousand years, four thousand years. (laughs) Then one day. The guy just comes. At least it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What? <laughs> I didn't see it coming. What's the surprise? Like it's there, it's obvious. And you know, when it comes to the will of God, our lives i honestly think it's like a wrapped bicycle like that's it now i can see it like of course i'm telling another story just when my wife and i got married you you like hearing stories (laughs) so my wife and i got married in 2014 and um you know she was so, background to this story, you might have heard me tell this story before, but background to this story is that the part maybe I haven't told, but let me add a new element is that when I have three other brothers, when at least I remember maybe two of them getting married, and on the day of their wedding, um, when we got back from church and all of that, then it was like family, we got to the house. Um, one of the other brothers brings out, so they are all Arsenal fans, I'm sorry. I know that disappoints you about my family, I'm sorry. But one of the other brothers brings out two Arsenal jerseys, one for the husband, one for the wife. And it's like surprise. And, oh, uh, you know, like, so it's, it's, it was almost becoming like a wedding family tradition. So I'm getting married and I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a new Liverpool jersey for me and my wife. I was thinking that way, right? So we get married anyway, but no jersey comes out, okay? So after our wedding, we're about going for honeymoon and all. We're in my parents' house and then I walk in. My wife and my mom were outside and then I walk in. And somewhere in the room, I just see... So everybody has like, traveled back and stuff. I just see this Liverpool jersey, new, at the back, Pastor Tolu. So i like, yeah. I, so honestly, I was actually checking for the other one. Like, you know, it would be... But I didn't see it anyway. But I saw it. I tested it. You know, it looked good. <laughs> I'm sure. Then I had already in my mind started planning. I'm going to wear it to church on Sunday. Like, I had figured it out, planned it. Then I dropped it back. And, you know, just went on life as a job. So what then my wife and I were about leaving. And nobody had said anything about it. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh, I'm coming. I want to just go in. Then I go in. I'm like, you have to talk about it. Because in my mind, when we come back, I may not come back here before we go to church. And I planned. It. So, So I kind of like go in. And then I come in like, ah, I saw this. <laughs> you know? and, um, and then my mom is like, who told this for you? <laughs> hey, my mom is intelligent. <laughs> but she's like, who told you it's for you? Go and drop it, it's not blah blah blah. Ah, ah. I'm like, ah, ah. Liverpool jersey. Pastor Tolu. <laughs> I'm like, ah. so I drop it. So what my wife later told me is that when I went in, my mom is like, ah, what will we now do. So the long and short is that it was actually my wife giving me the surprise for my birthday, which was like two weeks time you know, and stuff like that. So she had, yeah, good wives support their husband's liver, um, club passion. Just, just to throw that in. Anyway, and so, um, so it was this thing of, haha, the secret has leaked and all of that. So my mom is trying to tell me, who told you it's your own? But I'm like, my name is on it. My name is on it. You know, honestly, I think about God's will for our lives. I'm like, your name is on it. It's, It's your size. It's designed for you. I honestly think it's a world of open secrets that we're just not seeing many times. So I'll tell you a few things. And they would all sound like, of course, like, (laughs) yes, now, obviously. And that's the point. It's open secrets of God's will. So let's, let's get it right. Let me start from here. You know, God actually wants to lead you in his will. He does. God wants to lead you in his will. This whole Bible that you hold is a statement of God wanting to lead you. It's a statement of a God who is for you and not against you. When you think about God's will, it's not like you're trying to wrestle God into like, like, like. I mean, this wrestling competition with God to, to decipher just a little, little bit of your, your, your will. Your will? God wants to lead you. L- listen to what Jesus says in Luke 12, verse 32. Jesus says, don't be afraid, little flock. It gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Gives him great happiness. We're asking, what's your... Um, most happy thing uh, happiness last week you ask God like God what made you happy God is like giving my children things of the kingdom makes me happy it's God's happiness to even give you the kingdom listen to that in the message Bible it says don't be afraid of missing out how many times do we live our lives in the whole thing of God's will and it's like I am two minutes to missing it like I, 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 I know I'm trying what I know but I just feel somewhere in my heart I'm about to just miss destiny. Please don't be afraid of missing out. Yeah, my dearest friends, the Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. Don't be afraid of missing out. Don't live your life afraid of missing out. As if, you know what, the way my life is set up is that I'm going to miss it. I'm just trying to see if I can get it. Don't be afraid of missing out. Do you know that if you are a Christian, if you put your faith in Jesus, do you know that if you made a decision to be a follower of Jesus, however you say it, I'm born again, I'm whatever, do you know that if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit? I preached this to you the other time. You have the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit in John 16. He said, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't handle them now. But when the friend comes, the Spirit of truth, he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. He will take you by the hand and guide you. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, will lead you into truth. Like God puts a spirit in us. He stamps us with his spirit who is actively in the business of leading us, of guiding us. And my question today, friends, is do you see a God who is for you or a God who is against you? As we start to approach a conversation of the will of God, do you see a God who is for you? Or a God who is against you? Do you see a God who is committed to help you get it right? Or a God who is waiting to judge you for getting it wrong? Like, I'm about to make a decision. Oh, yeah, I'm watching. Oh, yeah. Do you see a God who is committed to help you get it right? Or a God who is waiting to judge you for getting it wrong? See, walking, walking in the will of God for a Christian is like a fish in water. It's like a fish in its water. It's not, it's not like you're towing a vehicle. You know, how you're towing a vehicle. Oh, yeah, has it moved? No, it has not moved. You are trying to lose. You know, when some people help you change tire, you say thank you until you want to replace the tire. You say, why did I thank them? To, to, to unlock that, just like to know God's way. Go <sighs> move. What do you see God's will has for you? Do you see like a fish in water? Like, this is what? It's a jersey with my name on it. But do you see it as like trying to tow a vehicle? Because the truth is, your expectation, the picture you have of it would affect your expectation. All right? The picture you have would affect your receiving, your expectation, your positioning. It affects everything. Do we see a God who is for us or a God who is against us? See, when we make God look like he's hazy in communicating with us, honestly, I feel we're putting the insult on God. When we make it look like God is hazy, like, ah, to know God's willow, ah, I've been praying for 30 days. I, I just know, or I wait for another two years. I've been on this spot for life because I God, I just waited. We put the insult on God. Listen, listen to me, friends. Listen, if I walk in here this morning, and I start to speak to everybody in Japanese, and I speak so well for one hour, and I walk out. I've, I've said beautiful things, but I don't put the insult on you for not understanding The burden of a communicator is first of all to communicate with his audience in a language that they can understand. Does that make sense? So if I walk in here, I have to first of all think about what language do you understand? It's not beautiful communication because I'm talking. It's beautiful communication because I'm talking to you. So when we make it look like God is a God, we start talking somewhere, but we cannot even understand what God is saying. We put the insult on God. Far be it from God that he cannot speak to his children. Far be it from God that uh, uh, I have children. And I say, I've been trying to tell them something for two years. They can't hear me. I'm not the real father. I'm not the real father. Far be it from God that you are his child. And he cannot communicate with you. We put the insult on God when we make God look hazy, Like we're wrestling to even just sense him. And so today what I want to do is that I want to talk about open secrets of the will of God. And honestly, when I start, like I say, it's a wrapped bicycle. You'll be like, wow, that's, of course, it's so simple. But here's, here's, let's have a deal. Here's what we'll do. Because they are so simple and I don't want you to miss them. I want you to use every like surprise word that you can, like shock word, like whether wow or what, or oh my God, I didn't see that, whatever, okay, give it for everyone on my points. Is that good? Can we make it work? Okay, good. So number one, about God's will, number one, it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm serious. It is going to be good. God's will is going to be good. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. God says, listen, when you're walking in the way of my word, do you know what you're going to land in? You're going to have good success. Listen, God is good. And God does good. It says in Psalm 34 and verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. God is good. God does good. God's will is going to be good. do God's will? God's will is good. See, if you don't understand that God's will is good, you will never trust God. So, you're fighting battles. My wife was saying last week about how you're holding one plan, you're struggling with surrender because you think you have it better than God has. God's will is good. Do you know how many times we think of God as a killjoy? So, you, you have this mindset of, okay, so like when I want to marry, no, when I want to choose a life partner, perhaps I like somebody, but God now says, no, this person. You know, you have this picture of like, I want good, but God just comes like it was good. Come on, friend. That, oh yeah. God's well, is good. And one of the things that I feel paints God in the worst lights that I, I can't get over. Is when people come and tell you things like, you know, um, you know, I had my life good, then God called me into ministry. <laughs> like, keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. There's nothing better I'll be doing today. Yes. Keep quiet. Stop that. So the Lord dealt with me until I said, Okay, God's will is good. We are lying. God's will is good. Yes, sir. God's will is good. Can never have your life better than in the will of God. It's good. So maybe you hear what I'm saying this morning and you say, Okay, um, I don't see goodness in my life right now. I don't see goodness. Here's what I'll tell you. Goodness is revealed in process, not in moment. That might save you in life. Goodness is revealed in process, not in moment. Goodness is revealed in process. Process reveals goodness. So let me me give you a simple, simple, simple. Everybody look up. Everybody look up. Everybody online, look up. Stop cooking rice. Legit. Okay, don't let me cast myself, but legit. Anyway, but don't worry. I was in church last week, but legit. Anyway, so so, so, so I put a child here and I bring two people. One of them takes a knife and cuts the child. The other one takes chocolates and flowers and gives to the child. Who is good? Who is bad? Chocolate flower guy is good. Knife cutting the child is bad, right? Until I tell you what the process is. The knife cutting the guy is a surgeon saving the child's life. Chocolate and flowers is a kidnapper. Distracting the child away. Goodness is revealed in process, not in moments. When I say God is good and I'm walking in the will of God, have I had bad details in my life? (coughs) Always. But God is good. That's why we put it that way. We don't say good is God. We say God is good. God does good but it doesn't mean everything good kidnappers do good good is not God don't idolize good don't worship good all I know is that by the time I'm 20 this and this don't worship good follow God he will bring you to goodness God is good God leads you in goodness not in badness Second thing I'll say this morning, number one, what does God's will look like? It looks like it is good, so I can trust it. I can trust God because he's good. Number two, God's will is going to be good, number one. Number two, guess what, guess what, guess what? Guess what? It's going to be right. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I know you thought it was going to be wrong. I'm telling you. It's going to be right. God's will is going to be right. See, God is not going to pass the wrong way. He will not. God will not do what is wrong. God will not lead you to do what is wrong. God's will is going... Do you, know, do you know the truth? And do you know why I'm sharing some of these things this morning? I'm sorry if this message disappoints you and it's too simple and all of that. I'm sorry. But listen, I'm sick and tired of Christians looking at a wrapped bicycle. and say, let's guess what is inside. I think it might be camel. No, horse. Elephant, what's wrong with you? It's obvious. God will not lead you to do what is right. For the last two years, you have been saying, I don't know if God's will, this relationship. He says he's not a Christian. It's not, it's a wrapped bicycle. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't don't, are you hearing me this morning? God's will is right, it will be right. He's breaking your marriage. You say it perhaps is God's will is right. It's a wrapped bicycle. Stop analyzing it. It's a wrapped bicycle. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Look at what Paul does. He starts a personal principle for you. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Why? For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? He expands the principle. Now he takes it a step further. And what communion has light with darkness? They don't join, they don't mix. Now, verse 15. Now he takes it higher again. And what accord has Christ with Belial? They don't join. Or what path? So he brings it back again as a believer with an unbeliever. Awesome. They don't join. God is in what's right. God's will will not be in you scamming. Eh? God's will will not be in you, you know, God is working my life but I can't share all the details of the story. No. No. I'm just trying to know if God is leading me to do this thing. You see there's some things about it that where, where? It's the nature of the business. God's will is in what is right. He is a righteous God. It's an open secret. Why will God use coming to bless you? God's will is in what is right. There are ways to look at this thing. There are ways to look at it. Try to try, keep, keep quiet. Keep quiet. God's will is in what is right. You can't sleep at night. You don't have peace. Because yeah and you're trying to say I'm praying to know if the Lord you stop that. What are you praying about? It's a rap bicycle. What are you praying about? The thing you, every time you even just try and sleep, you you're, you're, you're restless. Listen, listen, let me even just say it to you this way if your heart is losing peace about it, it's wrong. It's wrong. Don't let's don't let when the when the to justify it it is taking two hours that you need to give me two-hour lecture to explain how. <laughs> it's wrong. All right, God is in what's right? God is in what's right? I'm telling you. God, where are you? He's in what's right? It's a, it's a wrapped bicycle. It's an open scam. They so say, how do you not know it's a bicycle? How do you not know? What's wrong with you? How do you not know? i are more intelligent than that. Number three. Number three. It is going to be in accordance With God's word. (laughs) Yes, I'm telling you. (laughs) Because some of you thought it would be in accordance with Satan's word. I'm telling you. God's will is going to be in accordance with God's word. Um, Listen, God is committed to his word. God walks in the directions, in the pathways of his word. It's amazing. It'll be in accordance with God's word. It's beautiful. Listen, when I say the word of God, the word of God is not in the letter. Listen to me and let me show you how you can be a person inclining yourself in the will of God. Don't think about God's word as the letter. Your Bible is not given to you as, you know, a self-help book or an instruction manual. No. Your Bible is given to you as an opportunity to fellowship with God. The Bible says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, listen to me. Let me show you how this thing works. As you read your Bible... You know, there are times that you read your Bible, and I know maybe in Sunday school they gave you all those things. Or when you finish reading your Bible, ask yourself, how does this change my day? What are two things I can do? And all of that, fantastic. That's good. Honestly, it's good. But let's be honest. Between me and you, there are times you finish reading your Bible, and there's no instruction. There's nothing. When you read Numbers chapter seven, what was the instruction that you should build the temple according to two cubits? Or (laughs) but listen, the privilege of having a Bible. It's the privilege of fellowshipping with God. It is the word, it's not a set of letters. The word is a person Mm -hmm. that became flesh, that dwelled among us, that reveals the glory of God. And so, every time you come around the word, every time you open your heart in just reading the word, do you know what you're doing? You're opening your heart to the spirit of the word. You are becoming like him. You are being aligned with him. You are thinking like him. Something is rubbing off on you. I can't explain. I've said it times around, but I can't explain how I'm battling with immoral thoughts. And I give myself to read the Bible, and immoral thoughts have gone. It's not because of an instruction. But don't think about fornication. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hmm? Instructions won't take you far. Impartation will take you far. Let me tell you why. If I tell you, everybody, don't think, listen to me and be obedient, you're in church. Don't think about the president of Nigeria. Who is the first person you thought about? It's not by more instruction, more instruction. It's by fellowship that breeds on us. When God says things like fear not, it's not an instruction merely. It's an impartation. Something is coming in you that is receiving boldness. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. It's an impartation. God's word is an impartation. So when you read it, uh, God's will is in his word. Read it like somebody that is connecting your life with the will of God. Read really it with honor. Read really it with devotion. Read really it with dedication. Read really it with consistency. Read really it with an attitude. With an attitude. Not with, you know, eh, the no, nee, eh, uh, th- 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 thank you, I'm going, I'm rushing. What's wrong with you? It's a wrapped bicycle. God's will is in his word. It's real simple, right? And um, let me tell you this, everybody. Sometimes um, we need to know that In the pathway of God's word, one of the things that I just feel we really need to always emphasize is just that principle of obedience. Obedience is going to reveal the beauty that is in God's word. Um, We live in a day and age where Christians are full of knowledge. Full of knowledge, like we know so much. We have analyzed, we have dissected words, we're breaking rev, but we're not obeying the simplest things. Obedience will reveal the beauty in God's word. I, th- I tell people that, you know, you might hear a message like this and say, I came to church today. I... But boy, you will fool me deep things. Listen, what day I, I did a meeting, I finished the meeting, and then, you know, people were able to ask us. I said, thank you. But can you give us some deep things? I said, I don't, I don't do deep things. <laughs> I'm looking for things that will change my life. <laughs> we're not starved of knowledge. We're starved of obedience. I'm telling you the truth. Our big problem is not what we don't know, it's the one that we know that we have not obeyed. That is my problem. I'm not I am grateful for plenty deep things that I'm trying to learn. But I'm more burdened about obeying. I'm sure what I'm saying 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. In all things, this is the will of God for you, giving thanks, right? So you are praying to know God's way. Wait, calm down. Do you hear what he said? Say in everything, give thanks. You are not giving thanks. But you're complaining. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your problem is not what you don't yet know. Your problem is that you're not yet obeying what you know. Obedience will reveal the beauty in God's word. Don't Don't be disobedient. You have to obey. That's how the word comes alive. That's how you find the beauty in it. Obedience. From what you know, from where you stand. Don't rationalize. Don't explain it away. Don't postdate it. Obey, 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 obey that that's what it means to be a Christian. Obey. <laughs> obey, 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 <laughs> And you know why many times, you know, you know many times why Christians don't even obey? Should I tell you why? Many times Christians obey because it's just this thing of, I think we overrate how we feel. And we underrate the power of obedience. So it's, I don't feel like, you know, I just don't feel that, (laughs) the way I'm feeling. Obey. I just don't feel that God can want to do that. You read your Bible. I just don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel, I just think we overrate our feelings. Um. I really feel that. So, so okay, God says, forgive. Now say, by what my parent did to me, I just don't feel that I'm ready to forgive. Feelings. Don't let your feelings lead you in a life of disobedience. So here's, here's what I would advise everybody. If Satan, if Satan makes feelings a very big deal to you, hmm, Satan convinces you that your feelings are the biggest thing about life, it's okay, it's okay. Let's settle it. So, I did this a while ago and I'll just help you. Okay? You know what? You don't feel like. Why are you not praying? The Bible says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. You are just ranting, ranting, ranting. Da, 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 da. You are disobeyed. Da, I don't feel like praying, Joe. Let me help you. Take paper. Hmm? Write it. Can you see Like praying? Everybody read. Like praying. Read. Like uh-huh. So, just come. Feel it. Yes. Then start praying. Does that, does that help? Does that help? So you wake up. This is it. The Bible says in all things, give thanks. This is the will of God. He say, with what is going on, I don't even feel like thanking. Just calm down. Just calm down. Like being thankful, okay? Feel it. Be thankful. I don't feel like staying in my marriage. It's okay. It's okay. I agree. Oh, yeah. This is a big one. I know some of you happened to you this morning. Hmm? I don't feel like going to church. Hey, Satan, don't you come? Let me tell you how to turn to the devil. When you wake up the devil, I send you like WhatsApp message, he inbox you on Facebook, he inbox you everywhere, iMessenger. Don't go to church. You don't feel like going there. It's okay. Just say Satan, come. Write it on paper, say Satan, let me show you. I now feel like going to church. (laughs) Don't justify disobedience. Don't. There's no excuse. Don't justify it. Obedience will reveal the beauty in God's word. Okay, number four. We're going somewhere. This is my last point, and then I'll give you bonus. Bonus point. The learning
0: curve.
1: <laughs> Babe, I love you. <laughs> okay, number four. Um, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You, you, I know you guessed the other, but this one you will not know. Let me show you. God's will is going to be consistent with God. Yes. You're surprised, David. I know. I know. So, so, that's the point. He thought God's will be consistent with Satan. That's the point. Parallel water. Anyway, God's will will be consistent with God. It will be consistent with his character. It will be consistent with everything he has ever done. It will be consistent with everything else that he is doing. It will be consistent with everything that he will do. God's will will be consistent with God. Consistent with his character. Listen, listen. Let me help you, everybody. Listen, no, oh, listen. God will never, never suddenly start contradicting himself. He won't now. He has been doing one thing for the last thousands of years. Then he'll now just, huh? Yeah, change. change. <laughs> right. It's a wrapped bicycle. God will not contradict himself. It will look like God. God's will will look like God. See, the Bible reveals God in his character to us so that we know that his will will look like him. God says, for example, that I'm light. He's the father of light, and with him there's no variation. There's no shadow of turning. God's will will not be putting your life in dark, 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 darkness. Dark, dark things. Hidden, hidden. Secrecy. It's not God. You're starting one business. Okay, what are you doing? We are into some things. We are... What's wrong with you? Which things are you into? You know, market trend. God looks like light. His will will be consistent with Him. You're in a relationship; nobody can know about it. Uh, somebody tried to put it on maybe Facebook. Don't, don't put it on. Don't, don't let it. It's just, you know, every day you're in dark, dark places, dark, dark places. God is light. Hmm? God is light. Everything about, just that, 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 that. What do you do? Mm, What do you do? Mm, Life group. Let's meet ourselves. What do we do? (laughs) Business. (laughs) What business? God's will looks like God. Are you hearing me? The worst that I've ever heard, somebody asked somebody out and said, don't tell anybody about it, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But I just sense, let me give you more. God's will, it looks like God. Does God pressure you? I'm asking you a question. God pressure you? The day you gave your life to Christ, was well, God chasing with oh Yeah, if you don't give your life today, is that what happened to you? So somebody now ask you out and say, by tomorrow, if you have not answered by day, you're that, sounds to me like Satan. God will doesn't pressure. Let me tell you what guys in Sycamore do. They will ask you out and they will tell you take your time to think about it. That's what they do. That's what they do. I'm telling you. I'm telling you from experience, from everything. That's what they do. <laughs> that's it looks like God. He's <laughs> not pressuring. So it's like they, you don't know, say, he told me that because it's urgent, because so if by tomorrow, if not, I'm just thinking maybe it's the will. It's not. It's not. It's not. God will not suddenly contradict himself. I've been doing something for many years. It's because of because of what you now come and yeah, because we are, and, 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 and. God's will look like God, eh? You know hear I me? Mean? It's consistent with God. God is love. God is love. God, we will, will look like you loving. I'm trying to. I'm praying about whether to forgive this person or not. What Are you praying about? So what I don't like is when Christians now put spiritual tags on it. You are praying for 21 days. Do you know what you are doing? You are praying for 21 days to know what is wrapped. Is it bicycle or camel? Why? Why? The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. God's will will not be confusing your life. Listen, there can be confusing details within a journey of God's will, but it does not bring confusion. You you have questions I don't have answers to, but you have peace. That's what God's will looks like. But why? You're losing sleep. You can't go out, you can't do anything. It's because I mean the will of God. God is dealing with me on some things. Which God? Which God? And in, you know, in a Pentecostal generation, the easy answer, I won't tell people, I don't know whether you're Pentecostal, whether you're charismatic, whatever. The easy answer to say to anything is that God told you. You know, before anybody says, I'm but there, you just say, I just feel a burden from there. Okay. So people can find it so easy to lie. And I'm listening to you and I'm saying, which God. Which God? It's so a God of your imagination. Not the God of the Bible. God is consistent in his character. It's not your little life that will change God's character. Who are you? God is consistent in his character. God is consistent in what he's doing. God's will will be consistent with what he's doing. Listen, listen, listen. I, I God is not doing many things in the earth. Let me help you. God is not doing many things in the earth. He's doing one thing in the earth. One. And God will be consistent with what he's doing in the earth. You can't, you can't tell God to stop his work, to come and do your work. He's doing what he's doing. There's one thing God is doing in the earth. God is not blessing businesses, Raising medical doctor, raising entrepreneur, raising multiple streams of income. God is not. Let me tell you what God is doing in the earth. Only one thing. Listen to me well, one thing. God is building a kingdom. By the sacrifice of his son. And you can put that in many expressions. You can say how he's building the church as an expression, the global church as an expression of building his kingdom. You can say how he's, you know, raising sons from darkness into light and all of that. But the one thing that God is doing in the earth is that he's building a kingdom now because of what he's doing he expresses it through many things so God will bless businesses not for the sake of business for the sake of building his kingdom God will raise people in career not because you are going to be the greater than your brothers nonsense God is not making people greater than their brothers the greatest in your destiny of your lineage God is not paying back the thing that God is not he's building a kingdom a kingdom of love, a kingdom of light a kingdom of his son a kingdom that is saving from darkness to light. Are you hearing me this morning? And so because of what he's doing, he expresses it in many ways. There are people that in your career, God's hand is upon you. Do you know why? For the sake of his kingdom. There are people that in your work, God's hand is upon you. Do you know why? For the sake of his kingdom. God's will is consistent. God does not leave what he is doing to come and join. So here you are. You are praying and fasting and engaging God. Struggling with the Lord. Wrestling with the Lord. To live what he's doing to come and join you. <laughs> Which God? Something has been doing for thousands of years. When you wise up, you will drop what you are doing and come and say, God, how can I help? How can I help? Then you he will put something in your hands. Then you will be a faithful steward with what God has given to you. I was in a meeting during the week. Ms. Abba just said something that was just so profound. She was on the panel with me. And she said that, you know, at the end of the day, we think so much about what we are doing. What we're doing, what uh, destiny, purpose, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, what I'm doing. But listen, do you know the truth? We, under, we overrate what we do and we underrate who we do it for. So you think the big thing about your life, about destiny, about purpose is that in 20 years time I'll be feeding children in Somalia. Whether you feed in Somalia or Yugoslavia, do you think it moves God? It's who you are doing it for at the end of the day. It is that whatever your hands find to do, you are faithful with it. There's a point of destiny. I'm preaching today, thank God. I can be doing anything for the glory of God. I can leave this today, start anything for the glory of God. I don't overrate what I do. This is not like the pinnacle of your rising as a Christian. You become pastor. (laughs) So, Jesus says He will build His church. Matthew 16, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. what Jesus is doing? He's building his church. So when you start to say God's will is in the building of his church. And so you see it's a wrapped bicycle. It's the simple things. You walk into church. How is your life? How is valuing your life? Adding value to the church? You see, I say, God, what is your will? What is your will? I said, add value to the church. Jesus says you're already a co-worker with him. You hear that? How's your life adding value? How are you building? In a life group, you're tearing it down you serve, volunteer, give nothing about your life adds value to each other you just come, Jesus bless me for my own destiny, with destiny it is a wrapped bicycle people in the house of God you will find the will of God in the house of God you will find the expressions of God's hand upon your life it's a wrapped bicycle I just, we spiritualize it it's wrapped there, see God is, God says I'm doing this so what, what else is it How is your life connected to what God is doing globally? A wrapped bicycle. It is a wrapped bicycle. There you go out. You are ranting on social media. I don't take it when Christians, Christians that you expect to, I don't take it when they say anything. I have to give them a piece of my mind. My honest. are you building or tearing down the church? But Jesus cannot say he's building. Are you, you are busy tearing down. No. God's will is consistent. It's consistent with um, with what he's doing. We're called to be shining light. We're called to be generous, We're called to be light givers, hope givers. It's a wrapped bicycle. On your saddest day, can you give encouragement somewhere? That's what Jesus is about. Can you give life? Can you give hope? Can you give strength somewhere? The worst day of your life, what is God's will? You may not know it for the next 20 years, but I'm telling you the truth. Um, right where you are, he will never leave you without enough to say this is one more step. This is one more thing to do. And you don't know what to do. Oh, da-da-da. Everything, all the details. It started from the basics. Where is God's will? Give thanks. Give thanks, God. I thank you. You know, in First in, in two Thessalonians five seventeen, it says, "Giving thanks in all things." Right? God, I thank you. Then you move to Ephesians five twenty. It says, "Giving thanks for all things." So you started out in all circumstances just being thankful, but faith starts to rise. You get to Ephesians, it starts to be you being thankful for all things. Do you know why you can be thankful for all things? Because you see it working for good. You started out thanking in all things because, yeah, man, it might not be good, but I'm just thankful in all things. But faith starts to rise. And then you start to be thankful for all things. Wow. It's even good that happened. It's even good that happened. I'm thankful that happened because God has taken what the devil meant for evil and worked it for good. Thankful for all things. Start from there. Show up in the gathering. Show up. It's God's will. My bonus. My bonus this morning is just about what I'll call learning. Learning to... Swim in the prophetic waters. Wow. So, the message has been so simple, and I didn't want you to go home and say, ah, this thing's not deep at all. So, I just decided to throw in something and, you know, just give you a deep dimension. Play on strings, 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 strings. You see, the prophetic waters bring it higher bring it higher thank you lord thank you lord everybody just lift your hands where you are thank you lord prophetic waters the prophetic waters with your name on it with your name on it whoa thank you spirit of god thank you spirit of god wow quite a number of things here oh holy spirit which one should i say now holy spirit thank you lord okay let me just Let me just expressly say this to you by the spirit. (laughs) Back to normal. So, uh, here's, here's what I want you to be thinking about. I want you to think of yourself. Ezekiel has this vision where he says, is what I'm sharing helping anybody? Ezekiel has this vision where he says, you know, the water started from my ankle, rose to my knees, you know, all of that. And I want you to think of yourself wherever you are in the journey of walking with God as, you know, just how you can grow. You can start out from wherever you are. Maybe it's, you're barely even setting foot in it, barely trying to know your way to a point where you're like a fish. If you would see that picture like a fish in water, it just feels so natural. It just feels like, of course, of course. Of course. And That's what I mean today by just being in whatever you call it, don't no, worry. I just try to put a fancy title, like just being in the waters of the will of God. Like I'm just lost in it. Because I really believe that God wants us to know his will. And so my wife shared a few things last week that I thought were really profound. Where, but let me just show you something about growing in Acts 13. You started out from verse 1. The Bible says now in the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, and all of that, um, who had been brought up with Herod and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, that's deep. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, Everybody say those words. The Holy Spirit said. He said, Separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. That's deep. That's Barnabas and Saul are doing this this kingdom work and you ask them the question, why are you guys doing it? Do you know what they'll tell you? The Holy Spirit said, we were fasting, ministering to the Lord. We heard the Holy Spirit say to us. It's really deep. And that's that's good to know God's will. Like that's good. God expressly speaks to you and that's good. But notice that 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 is Acts 13. Now let me fast forward you to Acts 15. And give me verse 34. In Acts 15 and verse 34, the Bible says these words. That it seemed good to Silas to remain in Antioch. Then in the next verse, it says Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch. Then it says, and many preaching, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. So you meet these guys in Acts 13 and you say, why are you guys in this place, in this place? They will tell you the Holy Spirit said. Fast forward them Two chapters. They will tell you, it seems good. It seems good to us. That it's like our natural habitat. And we're looking at it now. It's a wrapped bicycle. I can see it. This is what God wants me to do. It's a jersey with my name on it. I know it. And how do you, how do you, how do you grow in the waters? I call it growing in the waters of God leading you. How do the waters rise to a place where God's will just is what seems good to you? Let me honest with you. Why did I marry my wife? I didn't hear a voice. I didn't see a vision. It seemed good to me and I chose to. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm not saying anything is wrong with doing anything. Pray 21 days. That's fine. I didn't fast. I didn't. You say, ah, then the marriage, I'm happy in my marriage. Yes. Then just go and hug your transformer. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong in doing all of that, but I'm just showing you that in Scripture, look at Acts 15 and verse 28, the leaders of the church, listen, they were making some of the biggest decisions in the church. Listen to what they said. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. We're discussing it. Holy Spirit, are you see him? I agree. They started out from, we're praying, we're fasting, the Holy Spirit said, aha, we go. Now, this is what they're saying. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. You walk out this week and you decide to do something. It seems good to me. I'm a Christian. John Haggai, I read a book many years ago. John Haggai said, they would ask, they asked him, they said, if you need to make a decision on the spot that involves maybe 10 million dollars and people can lose their lives and all of that and you have only two minutes to make the decision, what will you do? John Haggai said, I will do what seems good to me. And then they said, ah, but when you ask for more time to pray, he said I'm a Christian, that's why I prayed this morning. That's why I pray. That's why I'm in the house of God worshiping. That's why God is nudging my heart. That's why God is orchestrating my steps. What, what, what happens to me as I face life? It seems good. I'm a Christian. The Holy Spirit is in meal. I'm not two minutes to a mistake. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I'm not, you know, ten seconds almost to make a mistake. Uh, to destiny, law. I'm not. I'm a Christian. I'm inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes, There's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. Do you think we're joking when we come early for worship? We're lifting our hands. We're singing about. You think we're playing? It's not instruction, no. It's an atmosphere of our heart. God is nudging us and moving us and directing our lives. God's will becomes your natural habitat. I know where to sow. I know where not to sow. I might not be able to explain it, but I know. There's an agreement. You sit down with your wife, babe. How you see him? Ah, nice. <laughs> something about being a Christian of you in your marriage you are spending 10 years trying to settle and what are 10 things that you are greeted listen when the Holy Spirit puts a connection it will seem good it will seem good it's not the same Holy Spirit in us it's not the author of confusion don't let principles take you away from the principle don't it seemed good to the Holy Spirit unto us So, let me tell you the truth. God's will, honestly, is a mystery. Honestly, in everything I've said, God's will is a mystery. But it is hidden for us, not from us. It is a wrapped bicycle. I know. But it's not wrapped to hide it from you. Proverbs 25, verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it is the honor of kings to search it out. It's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. In Luke 8 and verse 10, listen to what Jesus says. He says, you have been chosen to know the secret truths. You have been chosen to know the secret truths about God's kingdom. But I use stories to speak to other people. I do this so they will look, but they will not see. They will listen, but they will not understand. They will look, they can't see it. They will listen, but they will not understand. So let me learn this way this morning. What will swimming in the water look like? What do I think swimming in water would look like? Like, you just been that fish in the water. And maybe you're here this morning and you say to me, oh, that the thing with the will of God, I'm trying to know about, um, you know, um, um, maybe in five years' time what I'm supposed to do or when I leave school or like there's some big, like, like where should I be at 840 and all of that. Listen to me, please listen to me well. I know that in God's will there are questions of destination. Um, but let me tell you a few things. Um, first is that on a Christian journey you're never going to know everything a Christian journey is not set up for you to know everything a Christian journey is set up to create enough space it varies from person to person but enough space for you to walk by faith alright did you get what I just said God will always keep faith space in your life there will be that space where um trying to figure out so I'm relying on God trusting God I was telling him the first service I get suspicious sometimes somebody comes to me and you are reeling out a plan that God gave you that is pinpoint clear ah. I know, I'm not sure that when I walk out God has told me three years time I'll meet somebody wearing a red shirt he will lead me to a woman wearing a yellow skirt then they'll give me one black key that black key is what i will use to open the door that door is the door to my financial kingdom. I'm not sure what I know about God is that God is big on what I'm becoming. God is big on what I'm becoming. So, so here's what I want you to see. When it comes to destination questions, I think the bigger question is your becoming. When we become right, hmm? when our becomings are right, it propels us in the right destinations. Let me show you what I'm saying. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my... I shall not want... Come on, everybody. You know it. Let's, let's shoot it. No, let's, let's, let's recite it in NLT. Come on, everybody. The Lord... <laughs> okay, let's go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. Come on. It's your chance to look spiritual. Come on. He restores my soul. For his name's sake. Yay! Do I walk to a I fear no evil. thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they come come on now. There's the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Make my head oh let me go. Over. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Now, beautiful psalm, beautiful psalm. And look at the destinations it brings us to. That look, you prepare a table before me in the presence of beautiful places to get to. All right, you anoint my head with God. Surely goodness and mercy is following me and I will dwell in hell. Beautiful destinations at the end. But listen to where it starts from. It starts from somebody saying, The Lord is my shepherd. shall not want okay So, so the big the big key to Psalm 23 is that first line the Lord is my shepherd I'll tell you what I'm saying the Lord is my shepherd the big key is the Lord is my shepherd the Lord is my shepherd what is my becoming the Lord's sheep 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 I'm learning my vulnerability to God I'm learning my surrender I'm learning to follow I'm learning to trust I'm learning to obey. I'm learning to obey. Just that statement of the Lord is my shepherd. When that statement is right, look at everything else. He makes me. He leads me. He, he anoints. He, 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 he. The conversation moves to he when I get my own becoming. It is he that will lead you to green pastures. It is he that would anoint your head. It is he that will prepare a table. He will do it. The destinations are never the problem. The problem is we have not even learned to be God's sheep. So we're busy struggling. Do you know what it just means to say the Lord is my shepherd? That is a statement of surrender. That's a statement of I don't have an agenda for myself. That is a sta- Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a statement of humility, of yieldedness, of obedience. The Lord is my shepherd. Then he takes over the conversation. And so there can be big things in the will of God about destinations, honestly. But listen, if the heart is right, if the becoming is right, it propels the right destinations. Alright, so three things that swimming in the water looks like, and I'm done. I'm get ready to come. That's just number one. I think swimming in the water looks like being in the right location. What does a fish in water of God's will look like? I think it just looks like being in the right location. I'm not going to be soaked in the will of God. It's just going to happen in God's places. Um God places carry the the burden and the overwhelming sense of the will of God. Let me show you what I'm saying. If I take you to Kenya, all right, temperature is like 40 degrees Celsius, and I just tell you, stand there. And I take somebody else to Russia, temperature is like 2 degrees, and I say, stand there. One person is going to be hot. One person is going to be cold. Just by where they are. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? Just by where they are. One person is hot, one person is cold. They don't need to do anything to to be hot or to be cold. It's just a function of where you are. One person is going to be making decisions around being cold. Where can I get a sweater? Where can I? Because of where I am. One person is going to be making decisions around being hot because of where I am. And what I'm just trying to say to you today, friends, is that the will of God looks like places. The will of God looks like God just putting you in places. Just being in the house of God. Just being in the right conversations. Just being with the right people. Just being there. Just putting yourself there. The will of God looks like swimming in the waters of God's will. Just looks like me showing up in the places I should be. Let me tell you the truth. 95% of your work, quote unquote work, of figuring out the will of God happens that way. Just being there. We think about it in the reverse. People think about it as though 95% is in some spontaneous thing that I will figure out. I will sense that. I will sense that. Then 5% will now happen by being, you know, will confirm it. But listen, listen, let me help you. I'm just giving you figures. Don't come and tell me that in my own case it's 94%. I'm not just saying, do you understand what I'm saying? The bulk of what it means to figure out God's will will just happen. By you being in God's places. That's all. Just having the right conversations. Just being in the right place. Just being there. Just showing up there. Just being in the house of God. Just coming in early. Just showing up. God's will is a wrapped bicycle. That's what. That's the painful thing. It's a wrapped bicycle and people are going away saying we don't know what is there. It's painful. It's being there. Being the place of service. God... Uh, God's will is, will be in the place of people building his That's where it will be. God's will will be in the place of generosity, of, of just being there. Second thing. In the right location with the right impute. Right location with the right impute. Team, come. Right location with the right impute. And what do I mean? If I take you, if I take you, this thing is a wrapped bicycle. If I take you and you know, I stand you outside, you wake up, you, you, you know, you come out, I stand you, and then I take freezing water from the freezer, cold water. I pour, I pour a cup on you, I pour a bowl on you, I pour a bucket of cold water on you, I pour another bucket of cold water on you, I pour another. Will you be cold or hot? Cold. Is there a mystery there? It's it's that basic. If I take you, poor God's word, poor God's word, poor God's word, poor God's word, will you be inclined to God's word or not? You will. It's not, it's a wrapped bicycle. Right location, right impute. If I take you, you, see, I'm just trying to say, take you, poor Sycamore worship song, Domoyen, 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 Domoyen. Will you be sensitive to God's voice or not? You will. You say, you know, this music, the thing with this music is, oh yeah, show me the Bible where they said that we should not listen. It's simple. Point, point, point. How is your mind thinking? Like it. It's not deep. I wonder why you always just think everyone should die, 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 die. That's why. It's not deep. I wonder why you're having a bad dream at night. Pour that movie. Pour another one. Pour another one. Pour another one. You say they're chasing you at night. It's part two. <laughs> it's not deep. It's not deep. Spend your money. Buy Christian resource. Download Christian resource. Spend your day- 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 day. See, be in the right location. Pour the right thing. God's, God's will is a wrapped bicycle. But there you are. You say, I'm now in a season when I want to choose life partner. And you don't know what the Lord, what? Someone that has not spoken to you for 20 years will now come and say, this is my we. It's a joke. So people start jumping around commercial prophets. You take two pictures. You say, daddy, look at this one, look at this one. The guy tells you size of the babes. <laughs> but then someone told me that he wants to ask somebody, our oh, pastor, can I send her your picture? I said, for what? Are you joking? Do you think, are you even joking? If I even say joke, just stop the joke. What's wrong with you? Me, as you look at the whole picture. To do what? So I will pray over it. That what? No, that what? My friend, go and choose. Go and choose. It's an open, the open secret of God's will. Pour water. Pour cold water. Pour cold water. Pour cold water. You will be cold. You can't. You can't fellowship with. And in my life, I, I'm not sensitive. It's not possible. It's not. Live my life, struggled, immoral thoughts, crazy thoughts. Ah, look everything on my mind, blah blah blah. poor God's word, poor God's word, poor God's word, poor God's word. It will change how you think. There's no way. There's no way. I ah, know my case is different. there's nothing same. There's nothing. It's the same basic. And um, So I just really feel that these things honestly are like 95%. Then the spontaneous, ah, I really just sense that, oh, it's fine. I had one dream. Okay, it's okay. (laughs) That's the minor part. God wants you to see his will. It seems good to me. I know it. Let me tell you one reason why. Every other thing. See, there are many things that can lead you in the will of God, okay? Listen to me well and get this well. You tell me, I just have the gift of dreams. There's nothing like that in the Bible, number one. But don't let someone just talk about that. Can God speak to you in a dream? Yes, he can. But it's not a spiritual gift of dreams. No, don't. But every other thing, and hear this well, why I want to push you here, every other thing, whether you hear a voice, whether an angel appears to you, whether you dream a dream, whether somebody told you something, every other method can be compromised at some level or the other. Every other thing, I may compromise. Think about it. I can show you in scripture how Satan gives people dreams. I can show you in scripture how the devil can transform himself into an angel of light. You say, if I see an angel, and we know God wants me to break, to, uh, to, Satan is like, hey, hey." let's go. Angel of light, hi. Yeah, I saw an angel, I saw an angel. But one thing the devil can never is that witness of the Holy Spirit in my heart? They're not He Can it doesn't have a clue that I sense God? It seems good that the Holy Spirit gently nudging my heart. Devil can never. So it's beautiful. Right? God can lead us in many ways, and I, that's another whole teaching in itself and all. But I just want you to know that it's not a Christian pride thing that uh, five angels came to my room. I don't know where they're from. Is it consistent with God's word? Is it consistent with God's character? Is it consistent with what God is doing on the earth? Somebody, somebody, somebody came to me once and he went, oh man, I can go over and over this thing. Starts telling me about how for the last two years God has been telling him this, that he should close the Bible and be listening to his voice. And he was truly hearing a voice. Let me even tell you, let me shock you. Do you know the first thing the voice told him? The voice told him, open page 895 or whatever. And you will see this. He opens the page and he sees it. The voice now told him, So I'm the one speaking to you. Close that book. And he starts to talk to him. Do you think the devil doesn't know the page numbers? <laughs> you think Satan doesn't know the numbers of pages in the Bible? So, so, so I walk up to you and I tell you, hey, Your bank account. Mm. Unity Bank. 002-497. I give you your bank account number. You're like, wow. This must be God. You think Satan doesn't know your bank number? How hard is that? I it's to go and check the file. <laughs> and then give somebody to cram. How hard is it? But that voice of the Holy Spirit within me. So, got to close, got to close, got to close. Um, and in encouraging you as I close, I'll just say, here's how, here's how would hold it all together. Um, in the right place, the right impute, your willingness to trust, your willingness to trust. I just feel at the end of the day, having said all, having said all, bringing it all together is, just come to that place like the fish in water, and I'm yielded, I'm obedient, I'm yielded, I'm obedient, my willingness, it's one thing for me to analyze and say, if you fall, I'll catch you, my hands are strong enough. Well, you get to that point in the will of God where it's like you know what give yourself release fall I'll catch you I'm not promising but you know But don't, why are you no 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 that's the point that's the point don't move your feet you know it's, it's a willingness a yieldedness can I release myself like a fish in water I know God's hands are strong can I take the step in faith that's what it looks like it's like you know fall 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 <laughs> fall fall are you yielded What's your heart posture? Is it willing to just say, I'm yielded enough to obey God? I'm yielded enough even when I don't understand to just be, that's the fish in water, to just be lost and surrendered. That's what it looks like. And I'll tell you what would strengthen your yieldedness. It's when you trust God's character. God is good. God is good. The hands that hold me up are stronger than anything trying to pull me down. God is good. Listen, I came across a line that was so good. I trust God's ability to use well. More than my ability to choose well. So good. I trust God's ability to use well. Even more than my ability to choose well. I stand at points in destiny and uh, it looks, listen, I trust God's ability to to use well even more than my own ability to choose well. God is good. I think we overrate our sense of, you know, decisiveness and what have you. We overrate it and we underrate the hands that hold us. We underrate the waters that we swim in. As I was worshiping in this service, I felt the Lord said to me, For the fish, it is not which portion of sand is right, it is the waters that we are in. For the fish, don't analyze where in the sand, where Safer is plunging into the waters. It's just being lost in the waters of his will, of a good God who is for us. He's not against us, he's holding us up. I'm not about to fall, I'm not about to fail. God is holding me up. And so, here's, here's, here's. Here's what I just want you to see as I close this morning. You know when I tell him fall, I just want you to know that as we plunge, as we release ourselves, I want you to know the hands that hold you up. I want you to know that 2,000 years ago, do you know the truth? 2,000 years ago, friends, I pray everybody would hear this. If you haven't heard anything I've said today, I pray you would hear this. Do you know that 2,000 years ago, those hands, those hands, those hands bled. They were stretched out. They poured out blood. They did the big reconciliation. He won the big victory. He did the big part of this conversation, that at the end of the day being reconciled with God is not in my ability to swim. it is in what His hands have already done. The hands that I'm falling into are the hands that have already done the big reconciliation. Because I'm reconciled with God, I'm not afraid of missing God's will. Are you hearing me? I trust the ability of those hands. I can plunge, I can fall, I can land. His hands are safe and strong. 2,000 years ago, he has done the big one. I want you to know that when you lean, when you relate, when you lean, when you put yourself in, I want you to know it's in the strength of what he has already done, not in what you are making happen. And it's okay to pray, but you know why I pray? I pray as a response to a God who has reached out to me. And it's okay to lift my hands in worship. Do you know why I do it? It's in response to a God who has reached out to me. And it's okay to be generous. Do you know why I do it? It's in response to a God that was already generous to me. He has already done the big one. I'm not proud to miss it. I'm not afraid of missing it. I'm not afraid of taking one step. Analysis, paralysis, take a step. Eh, I'm just thinking, I'm just, I'm not afraid of missing it. God is for me. He's for me, Christ Jesus. He has done the big victory. He has done the big victory. And as I align my life with his will, I'm certain about his goodness and his rightness in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Did this help anybody? Come on, let's clap our hands this morning and thank God. And let's just worship this morning, everybody, for a minute. Sing it out, come on. another step. Can I just give everybody this morning 60 seconds around the house. I just want you to pray for yourself today. If you'd say words like I'm a man, I'm a woman of God's will. I'm inclined. My heart is yielded in obedience, surrender. I trust God's goodness. Not one more day doubting God leading me. Not one more day questioning, second guessing. But today would you just pray for faith? Would you pray for faith in a God's space? Would you just pray today to know his goodness in a new way? Would he just envelop you in a revelation of his goodness? And Would you just repent today of times where you have even just questioned God's character? At times, maybe you really just need to repent today. And it's, it's awesome, if you will. Say, God, I trust you to lead me. I give myself, I healed myself today. God, you are good. That's one of the most powerful things a Christian can say. My God is good my God is good because everything else is built on that my God is for me not against me my God loves me my God is with me in this season of my life and I believe that he's working out the counsel of his will so I trust, so I obey, so I follow somebody just say I give myself pray for a heart of clarity pray for a heart of certainty pray for a heart that that sees it and knows it God I, I pray today that I would give I'll give new cognizance just to how your spirit is working in me. And I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we all just stay standing? And I want to give somebody an honest moment. Don't know who you are, but somebody came to church today, and you can't boldly say that you're in the right place with God. There's only one way you can be made right with God it's through Jesus. And maybe you're hearing us say all these things about God leading us. The truth is, it's because when we put our faith in Jesus that He gives us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just that starting point of that journey of God leading us. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I'm not in the right place with God. I'm not a child of God. I'm not born again. I've never made that decision. Maybe you've made the decision at some point in your life, but as we speak today, you know you've walked away from it. And you're living far away from God. You've made poor choices and you want to be reconciled with God this morning. You see, the hands that he stretched out on that cross are strong enough to reach you anywhere you are this morning. doesn't matter what you've done, who you are, where you are. I believe in the power of his grace. I believe in the power of his forgiveness. I believe in the power of his love. And if you're in the building or you're online anywhere, today can be that day that you would surrender the lordship of your life to Jesus. Today can be that day that you would say, I choose to be a person living in the will of God. So I don't know who you are, but I'm going to count to three. I would ask everybody to just bow their heads and close their eyes. Just be thinking about where you stand with God today. I'm going to count to three. And if you say, you know what, you're speaking to me. I want you to include me in that prayer. I just want you to put your hand on your chest where you are. Let it be an honest, sincere moment as i count to three this morning whether you're in the building or you're online anyway are you ready one two three just put your hand on your chest god bless you god sees you from the front to the back all around the room god bless you god sees you god sees you god bless you thank you for your sincerity god bless you god bless you anybody else want to join in in the room online just do it god sees you god knows you where you are right now god bless you everybody doing that thank you Now, this is a family, not a crowd. I'm going to ask everybody to join in as we say a prayer. If your hand is in your chest, I want you to say with boldness, God hears your voice, okay? Can we all say together, Heavenly Father, I come to you today because you've made a way for me to come through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your son, Jesus. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sin. I believe he was raised back to life. Because of Jesus, I have a new life. Say, today, I confess Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Say, please forgive me of the past and give me a whole new start. I'm your child. Say, one day, I'll be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's clap about it. Let's celebrate the miracle this morning hey everybody who prayed that prayer you know what we want to give you a gift um if you pray that prayer in this room on your way out of the building there's going to be people waving this it's a gift from our church. It's free of charge. It's a Fresh Life devotional. We just want to help you get started, you know, in your walk with Jesus, okay? So just tell them, I prayed that prayer. They'll give it to you. They'll love to know how they can pray for you or anything else that is important. But um, please pick it up before you go. And everybody online, there's how you can let us know that you prayed that prayer. Let us know. We'd love to send you resources and get you started in your journey with Jesus. But we celebrate that miracle. One more time, can we just thank God for everyone? of those miracles.
0: We are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We really hope you found it to be a blessing. To find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulopemudi, please visit our website www.sycamore.church That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church Or on Facebook and YouTube at Sycamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sycamore If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.